your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, and the Colorado Avalanche 18-game home winning streak comes to an end. Their 10-game winning streak comes to an end. Their 16 – well, they still have a point streak going, I guess you could say that. Yeah. Uh, that's still going. But, uh, you know, the, the one that everybody was looking at was the home winning streak. And they had it in their grasp. It was it was right there for the taking. 30 seconds to go. Arizona pulls the goalie. They net one. We go to overtime. Nothing happens in overtime. A couple good looks for, for some teams, but nothing really major, I would say. Uh, and then in a shootout, the Avs get stonewalled. 0 for 3 while giving up only one. So there you have it. And that's how uh, the ads will go into their all-star break. And we'll talk about it. But first things first, follow the show, social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show on our YouTube channel over on the YouTube. Subscribe and get notified whenever a show goes live. So... I, I think the compete level was there for the Avs. You know, I think a lot of times we hear people saying like the Avs will, will play down to the level of their opponent. I don't really want to. I mean, it wasn't there, there were good parts and there were bad parts. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes you have to turn this around and say like maybe Arizona played up to a level. I don't want to say they played up to the level of the Avalanche because the yeah. Avalanche didn't play up to their capabilities. Um but sometimes it's not always the Avalanche play down. Sometimes it's the other teams play up. And I think yeah. Arizona did that last night. Yeah, and especially with Arizona on a five-game losing streak, uh, how we were talking, like, let's just get through this, keep the streak going, and get into the All-Star break. Same thing for Arizona. They don't want to go into the All-Star break with six losses in a row and then have to think about that for an extra week and a half and then get right back to losing. Like, you want to play up a little bit, like, it's not the first time we've gone into a shootout against Arizona. Like mm-hmm. they they enjoy playing us for some reason, but they they kind of they got us tonight and they had every opportunity and the Avalanche fought for that opportunity. So the streak was going to end eventually. You didn't we, think it would be Arizona. Exactly. And and you know, this is this had all the makings of going the Avalanche way mm-hmm. before, you know, the puck was even dropped. Uh just like you said, all the streaks that the Avs have intact, Arizona had a losing streak of their own. It just you just assumed if you know you're just asking a a, a regular hockey fan like oh, who should win this one just based on the surface. Oh, the Avalanche should take that. And going into the the All Star Week, and we were talking on uh, yesterday's episode about wanting to go in on a victory. You feel good. You keep these streaks alive, and when you come back, you're fresh. You can keep them going. And that's hockey. That that's yep. just it, it happens sometimes, and and it's it's just you have to roll with those things. And we'll get into stats and stuff like that because there, yeah, there's some things that you can specifically pinpoint. One of them is rearing its ugly head again in the power play, but 
you know, hockey's different because when a team like Arizona beats a team like Colorado, yeah, there's a little bit of like shock value. Like I didn't anticipate that, but it's it's different than other sports. And like it happens. Arizona wasn't that long ago they beat Toronto. You know, so it happens more in hockey. And because it's such a, a, a difficult sport to blow a team away. And when you have a goalie that's playing very well, yeah. as um, Wedgwood was for, for Arizona, sometimes you, you just have to fight and fight and ha- a little bit harder. And you, you just got one point and that's all you really have to show for it, unfortunately. You know, and you kind of think, you remember coming out of the bubble season that the first thing the uh, players were talking about was, boy, it's nice to play in f- uh, front of fans again. And, that environment, pretty sure Arizona's feeling the same way. Uh, this is the <laughs> yeah. last time they're going to see a full arena rocking like that for a while, especially yeah. when they when they move buildings. So, I, know. Um, I I will give it to Ball Arena. It was it was rocking like everybody. It was packed. It was loud, and everybody was supporting the Avs. And everything was, was falling out there too. Like it's, it's yeah. You know, it, it seemed like it took the fans a little while to get to their seats. And I'm mm-hmm. assuming that was weather related, um, but they didn't miss much in the first because that was a boring, boring period. Let me see what the shots on goal were for the first period. Um, yeah, it it was... ended up being six to 10 in favor of the abs, but man, I, I think a lot of that came towards the end of the period because there was a lot of penalties called in the pa- in the last couple minutes of that period um and other than that it was just a ho-hum period for both teams just no motivation whatsoever um and then the Avs got a five on three and nothing they got nothing out of it again that that kind of set up like i mean this is going to be a long haul yeah those are i think honestly that's going to have to be focus number one when you are gifted that opportunity of a man advantage, especially a two man advantage, not being able to capitalize on it with the team that you put out there, like it, it just doesn't make sense. So we have to, we have to tool that around a little bit. Like something has to shift. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm watching it and I just, I felt like um, they just were moving the puck around too slowly on a five on three and i get that you want you don't want to turn it you don't want to make a mistake on a five on three because you don't get that opportunity a lot Mm -hmm. so you want to make sure like everything is is exactly where it should be and you don't want to make a mistake you don't want to turn the puck over forget all that you had it you had i mean you had it for a long period of time if you turn it over once okay you you have enough it's not like you had a 30 second or a 20 second five on three where you know one turnover that's out of the zone and then now that's gone and now you're down to a, a regular power play you had so much time on whip the puck around make make arizona get out of their comfort zone and, and out of position yeah and they never let them out of position the arizona just they they, they held tight and there was just no good looks for the abs on a five on three. And when you have an avalanche team, I mean, how much do you miss Nathan McKinnon in that spot right there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he would have, that would have been a completely different looking power play uh, five on three. Anyway, if he was back and it was one of those, um, if I wasn't mistaken, was that the one that Devin Taze held for a minute on that delayed penalty to make us go to five on three and EJ took a shift on the ice and he's just like fired in there. 
Like, just was that? Get... I don't. I uh, yeah, it, no, that. Or no, was no, that no. that was the four on three? That's right. Yes, there was a and, four on four, and that was the four on three where he told him throw it in. He's doing this. Just throw it into the zone. And yeah, there was something with the the body language of the team. I I think everybody had on their mind that we're ready for this week plus off. Yeah, and like when Gerard was just, I think it was in the overtime that was just skating circles, just really no advancement oh, he, of the he had it for a long time long long yeah, yeah, yeah. time and i'm just like yeah. are is anybody communicating does anybody want this puck off of sam g like he's he's trying to make something happen and nobody was off the puck trying to make anything happen there was a lot of but at the end of the night like you got your contributions from nas again you got your contributions from miko like those that you pay to score are scoring which is a mm-hmm. good thing but when it comes to lines three and four, that's they had the- their, I mean, overall, yeah, I think they struggled a little bit, but they they had a couple moments, especially the fourth line. I think it was early in the third. They had a they had a good shift. Yeah. Um, but that's not till early in the third where you can finally say that. So, yeah. again, is, is it a, is it a big problem for the abs? I don't want to go there yet, but, you know, if you want to look back on all these games, they're winning them, and we're mm-hmm. happy that they're winning them. Uh, but th- they've been a struggle sometimes, and I think a lot of that could be thanks to you know the, that depth, which is playing just okay, not, yeah. not playing better than the other teams' third and fourth lines. And you know, like we're holding on Sampo Ranta, we're holding on like the the youth and the the depth, the fresh depth for later on in the season, possibly playoffs, but exposing that third and fourth line like jt had some good plays tonight um but it's just that is you really need that to step up especially without nathan mckinnon which he'll be probably back by the time we play tampa bay but you could definitely feel the drop off from lines one and two and then three and four it's just it's neutral it's vanilla and then gabe comes back out there fires it back up and then it's just you could feel the trickle down and i feel like that up and what up and down is starting to wear on the abs a little bit could be all right let's uh hear from built bar and then we will continue this talk so uh we are into february now so we're beyond the resolution talk and i'm just assuming everybody has their resolutions still going, right? I mean, I think that's just a common knowledge that 100% of the people keep their resolutions going for the entire month of January. Yep. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, and if your resolution was to get fit or eat healthier, I'm assuming that you included Built Bar in that plan. And Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, probably even better than a candy bar. And you can make it easier to stick to those New Year's resolutions because they taste so amazing, unlike other protein bars that can be chalky, waxy, or taste like those, what are they, Kyle? Chemical spills. Yeah, you don't want to eat chemical spills. Uh, You want to eat healthy, but it gets boring, and you might be thinking, I just need some chocolate in my life. Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Most bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein, where regular candy bars can have upwards of 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order. 
Once again, the promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So no, no Alex Newhook in this game either. He was a scratch, not feeling well, nothing COVID-related, just a little bit under the weather, I guess. So he wasn't there. Obviously, no Nathan McKinnon. Uh, but it really shouldn't have mattered. You're obviously going up against a team that you are better than, even without those guys. And Nazem Kadri does get a goal, which is his 60th point of the season. And if I'm not mistaken, he is uh, his career high is 61. Uh, I'm almost positive that's what it is. And, and he's knocking on the doorstep of that. And he has more or less half a season to go. Uh, so yeah, like you said, like you're, you're getting the production from those guys, um, below them. It's a little bit of a struggle. You want to see them kind of play a little bit better, but, um, I thought they looked, the first was just like a warm up. I mean, yeah. it, that, that was horrible. And then the second, I thought they looked better. Like they, they were moving the puck around. They were getting shots on net. Um, it was one of those things where it was the the results just weren't showing up on on the scoreboard, and they had forty shots on goal, yeah. forty shots on goal, and they held Arizona Arizona to twenty four. So I don't want to sit here and you know, and and they were thirty seconds away from winning the game. Yeah, and I think a lot of times we lose sight of like when, when a team loses, we just want to like like you know heap like hate on them and be like what the. But let's, you know, 30 seconds away from a win and we're having a different discussion right now. Yeah. So we can't take away like, yeah, it was a struggle. Um, but I don't know. Like, uh, where, where's your mind of like how this game ended and and how they I just felt like they played better as the game went on. And yeah, not only like you mentioned it and it's all perfect. Like, I think we kind of got spoiled. We haven't had a regulation loss all of last month. We finally, we still haven't lost regulation. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, I don't, I think we're still in single digits when it comes to a loss in the record. Yeah. We got eight. So like, yeah. it's, Which it's, we, we have eight, eight flat out losses. losses. Five of them came in the first 10 games, I think. Yep. So like, no, overall things are fine for the abs. It's just right. Go ahead. Yeah, it's I mean, it's rough. Like, yes, it's great to keep the streak alive and it's something to cheer for. And each one, it feels better. And it's something to build to. Like, come on, we've all been watching hockey all of our lives. Like it was going to end eventually. Um, you know what? Maybe it was a good thing. It was Arizona instead of Tampa Bay, because then that mm. one would be a little bit more demoralizing. You're like, are we not as good as Tampa Bay? And then you're kind of knee-jerk reacting to the loss against Tampa Bay. Arizona, you're just like, big deal. Tomorrow we're going to like brush it off and not even think yeah. about it. We're going to start thinking about the All-Star game. And then, hey, I can't wait to, for the Avs to come back and play against Tampa. Take the taste out of that game out of our mouth. Like, mm -hmm. maybe this was a good thing. Yeah, I, I think the, this break is coming at a, a good time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the uh, it, again, it would have been nice to to have those streaks intact when you return from the break, but um, it it can it you know maybe make them focus a little bit more. And yeah. when you, when you have to focus when you know the defending champs are coming into town, um, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they just it, it, it's coming at at the at the right time. They've been winning, but you know you go through those games and and it's a lot of this. It's a yeah. lot of what we got against Arizona. 
They're eking out wins. They had they had a lot. They've played many more overtime games in the last month than I think they have in the past year. So they're getting these wins and you like seeing that. We talk about that a lot. You like seeing them when, when they're, they're challenged, uh, they're, they're coming out on top. You're not going to come out on top on, on all of them. You know what I mean? Like that, that's just not going to happen. They're coming out on top on, on, on most of them, which you like to see. But, um, I think, you know, right now they were, I don't want to say they were like scratching Klein to get to this break, uh, but I think a lot of them are saying like, all right, let's let's we're, let's just utilize this break, take a step back, take a deep breath, and then we can, you know, come out swinging for for the second half of, of this season. So it's listen to me like you want to win the game. Yeah, you want to win it. But I, I'm agreeing with like what you're saying is like maybe if there is a silver lining in this, it's we we got to come with more. Yeah, we, 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 we just we have to like we can play better than this. Like, honestly, let's look back at that streak that both streaks that we had going. There were so many of those games that were like, oh, that was so close. That was too close. But the Avs squeaked it out. That was so close. It shouldn't have been like the Kraken game, like Arizona, Chicago. There were games that we've all said that was close, but it shouldn't be. Maybe it's a good thing we're going into this break actually dropping one. And then you're like, you know what? Maybe we can't keep doing what we're doing. And, you know, Bednar even... Like, Abe Kubel, Maltsev, Kurt McDermott, less than 10 minutes of ice time. Mm. Like, Berkey, yeah. Berkey was about 19 minutes. Um, and the all everybody that put on a jersey and played defense tonight, they worked. They worked hard. Yeah. So, you knew this was going in. So, this is a focus for the entire break when you're coming out of it. You might see a refreshed Avalanche team, especially with a healthy Nathan McKinnon and probably new right. back. And it's a little bit surprising that uh, McDermott played less than ten because he's been increasing his workload time after uh, game after game um, and starting to play a little bit better. I don't feel like he's not as much as a liability was in the first couple months of the season. So, yeah, a um, little bit surprising there. You know, and I put it up on Twitter. I just thought it was not a a well called game by the refs. The two that stick out are the last two, one that they did not call and one that they called in overtime against the Avalanche. Is it they don't want to call an obvious penalty? Um you know, Chikrin flat out yeah. cross checks Burkowski. The play's over. It's just them two. Burkowski gives him a little like, yeah, get off of me. Nothing egregious whatsoever. And they're they're standing maybe like two feet away from each other. It is a blatant cross check. I don't know what else to tell you. And they and the ref is right there. Yeah. It's not like he missed it. And then in overtime, they call Nachuskin for a trip, which it was, but that's on like he's 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 still trying to make a play on the puck when that happened. It's behind the net and he's trying to make a play and he ends up tripping the guy by the letter of the law. That's a trip. So fine. You call that. But that was kind of like the guy's working hard and ends up tripping a guy. And the other one, the play is over and he's two feet in front of him and he uh, delivers a blow cross track right to the, right to Burkowski's chest. Yeah. And you swallow the whistle. Yeah. And that was with two and a half minutes left. That would have been a huge deal breaker for the Avs to be on a power player in that point in the game. Yeah. And 
you hate for the Avalanche to put it in a position that you could point out a call here, call there, and that decides your game. Yeah. Like we 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 just got yeah. done talking about all the all stars that we're sending. Like this team is loaded. Like the Nashville game that we talk about all the time about too many men and like the penalties mm-hmm. in that game. The Avalanche are built where they should not be in a position that a call decides your game. True. They should be a two or three goal advantage every night. Whoever the opponent is, they've done it before. Mm -hmm. Now that shouldn't be the reason. If that's what's getting in the way, you got to step it up. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, that the call on the Chuskin didn't end the game because that was in overtime and uh, made it exciting. Made it exciting overtime. Uh, Four on three for for the uh, Coyotes, but didn't turn into anything. Very good penalty kill. I don't even know if they got a shot on goal. Uh, if they did, uh, they got one. But the Avalanche recorded the only four shots in overtime. So there you go. They didn't even give up a shot on goal on the penalty. So all right, uh, let's hear from Bet Online, and then we will get to our sound check and uh, a couple quotes that are coming through as we're recording this. Uh, Peter Ball is posting them. It's kind of like my go-to uh, for, yeah. for post-game comments. So he's good. Right, but- First, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as the football season continues its march towards the Super Bowl. Who do you have in the Super Bowl, man? Do you have a rooting interest? Do you care? Not the Bengals. Oh, yeah, because they beat your team. I, I, I forgot about that. Not the that Bengals. That was not intentional. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, not the Bengals. Uh, betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, the NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 seasons. It's betonline.net. And it's where the game starts. All right, let's get to our sound check first, and then we'll get to some comments of uh, Jared Bednar. Uh, one from him, and uh, one interesting one from Gabe Landeskog too, which will, will make you say like, "Hmm, okay." Uh, but let's get to our sound check, and uh, you know, songs that we picked to summarize the action from the most recent game. What do you got for me today, sir? Naturally, um, everybody's it's done. All star games on the horizon. Naturally, I went with Long Way Back Home by one of my favorite groups, the Bare Naked Ladies. Are they one of your favorites? Oh, yeah, I love them. Bare Naked Ladies, yeah, I think that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I think it kind of keeps things real. It's not just like this is a smooth sailing, this is a, this is a long road, like you said. Uh, hey, I like it. this is what listen to the song and that vibe will match up with how everyone is feeling today. All right. For me, um, I'm going with a uh, the Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats uh, song is called SOB. And um, I think we were a lot of us were saying that like I and I kind of did like at the, when the game was over, <laughs> I just kind of put like my hand. I went SOB. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so. Uh, Great song, great band, and they are from the Colorado area. So, hey, uh, yeah, we also uh, are putting all these songs into a Spotify playlist. So, if you want to, I, I'll put it up on Twitter tomorrow. Yeah, or not tomorrow, on today. I'll put it up 
Um, so people can follow it if they want to listen to all the songs that we're picking that summarize the, the action. So love your uh, suggestions as well. Those are awesome. Love everybody's comments. That's so good. That's so good. All right. Um, let's see. So Peter Bob put up a comment that Jared Bednar said, he said he thought the abs didn't do a good job getting in uh, front of the net. Um, yeah, in front of goalie Scott Wedgwood, but he thought the team checked well. And this is a quote. He says, it wasn't a bad game from us. It was far from our best uh, on the offensive side. Yeah. Um, I don't like, yeah, I didn't think it was a bad game, but I, you know, you got 40 shots on goal. Like that's, that's yeah. okay. I, you know, maybe if you're talking about the results, you only had a couple goals, but um what I want to know what he didn't think was good on the offensive side. Maybe elaborate a little bit more on that. Maybe it was, I don't know, forechecking or something, but probably that power play. The power play would be it. Yeah, definitely yeah. the power play. So aside from everything else, yeah. Um, and then Gabe Landeskog has a quote. He goes, Once you start winning, and then he pauses and he says, I don't do a lot of drugs, but I can imagine it's like a drug. So I mean, he does do a lot of drugs. Does that mean he does, he does some drugs? <laughs> <laughs> I don't do a lot, but some. Yeah, I don't drink a lot. <laughs> I drink. Like, yeah. I'm sure that's just a uh, foot in the mouth. Like, uh, I, I understand what he means by yeah. that. So, uh, but just still kind of funny that, you know, he's comparing winning to uh, taking a lot of drugs. <laughs> you know, is he wrong, though? No. Are we are we not all waking up today feeling kind of like withdrawn Over. in a way? <laughs> withdrawn. Like, yeah. like yeah. we this has been like something we've kept hitting and just we keep going. I, th- you know, it is like you. Well, look at you know who just retired in the NFL, Tom Brady. Yeah, uh, I am not a Tom Brady fan mainly because you know he's because he wins all the time. You, you don't like yep. the guys that win all. The- but he's addicted to winning and he yeah. will do whatever it takes to win, including cheating sometimes. Uh, but we you know, know he, about the footballs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and the camera and the camera yeah. uh, recording other teams, whatever. Even even so, like, you know, it is it's an addictive yeah. thing. Once you get like that, that uh, feeling of winning, uh, you do everything that you can and to, to keep it going. And then when you do lose one, it is. It, it's you feel like it's a step back. He's probably not going to sleep well tonight because this is not something the Avs have been used to in the past five weeks now. Yeah. And that's, I mean, we could even hit it closer to home. Nathan McKinnon, he strives, he oh, lives, man. he breathes for that. Right. Yeah. And he pushes every, and what, whenever we acquire veteran talent, what is it that everybody always says? Well, like they talk about Berkey winning the Stanley cup. They're, they always reference that he's got a ring. So it's always like he's won it all. And mm-hmm. that's something that he could apparently like tell everybody what that's like and inspire them. Like that's always the thing that veteran leadership Well, he knows how to win and he could tell everybody else and like maybe raise right. their game a little bit. Exactly. So winning, it speaks a lot and we're suffering with a cavity of it today. Yeah. It's addictive. It's addictive. And that's what you do. Like you said, you bring those guys in because it changes the dynamic of the locker room. And for him and a lot of other guys, not a lot of other guys. I mean, for him and and for McKinnon um, and Ranton, and like they've been through 
some, you know, like the, the, not all the time, like overall, they've had very successful careers yeah, and wins losses. But, you know, that, that one season uh, was not so good. So they, they remember that stuff, you know, so, and, you know, they don't want to go back there and they're, you know, they're not, they're not going to, I'm not saying they're heading back yeah. in that direction at all. Um, but when you've been in the worst and now you're at the best, you want to keep that going and how they've been playing right now. Yeah, it gets addictive. So I, I understand what he's what he means by that. Definitely. Yeah. And it's especially when you look in that locker room who you got with you, you know what you could achieve. Like you want to mm-hmm. push it. So mm-hmm. again, back circling back to that Arizona point. Maybe this loss doesn't sting so bad because you know what? We lost the feeling and we're about to catch it again. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll discuss all that. We have, uh, you know, even though the abs are off for a week, we're still going to do what we do. So we have some things lined up. We'll do some uh, grades so far. We'll do some player grades. Um, We'll hand out some awards, some fun ones, some of the NHL ones. Um, I'm in contact with Connor McGahey again. So he, he hasn't been on in a while. So he'll probably come back sometime uh, during the week off. We'll have him on, talk about the first half of the season. So still some things to get to uh, while the Avs have a week off uh, before they hit the ice again and, and march towards playoffs and march towards trade deadlines. So um, yeah, we'll still be here all week. So, oh yeah. Um, but that's going to wrap it up for today, everybody. Uh, it's okay. They still got a point out of all of it. It's just sad that it happened when it happened and who it happened against. Not ideal. Florida lost too. They did. And that's so bittersweet because if you just pulled this one out, you could have separated yourself a little bit. Ugh. So, so uh, it is what it is. Um, all right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, making your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Head on over to Locked On NHL. Uh, Make that your second listen of the day. Get updated on everything going on around the league. So until next time, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go.